Welcome everybody to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham Deweese and we're back again with the Knights of the Round Table. Four gentlemen who, for whom I, I, I respect greatly, I admire greatly and choose to every Thursday tell them how they can improve themselves and get their sports <laughs> knowledge quite up to speed with my own. And we'll go in order with one Richard A. Michelson, the Ram, one Soul Cal Seahawk, Robert English, the Soul Man Brian Solak, and that damn dirty duck, Matt Page. Last but definitely least. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed the order there. <laughs> oh, did I go in descending order of uh, okay? Right. No, I just I knew I was gonna be last. <laughs> well, I went with one A, one B, one C, and then and then uh, two F, F or four. Yeah. Well, Abe, I, I take a little bit of exception with um, that you tell us our opinions. No one tells Rob English, the SoCal Seahawk, any opinions about anything ever, except if it's about Rashad Penny. Oh, do tell, do tell, Rich. Good point. Tell us more, Rich. Well, I mean, just did you did you not see his mug as you were saying that? Like, tell you what, I am I am just not going to ever tell Rob anything is, if I'm actually in person with him. I, is, I, I think he could really just like uh, you know atomize me. All right, SoCal, I'm not going to do anything like like that. Um, SoCal, this is. I think a, it'll be yes sir, no sir. This uh, is an audio, how do you like that, sir? This is um, audio I, mean. This is audio you, medium. What is this mug all about? Let me just say this, okay? Um, your, your your face, it, right? It's yeah, no, listen, yeah. I'm 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 trying to keep a straight face through all that, through all that commentary <laughs> there. But listen, he you he, he mentioned uh Rich mentioned Rashad Penny, and I'm feeling on top of the world right now. Mm. Uh certainly I am certainly looking down at all you peasants that are sharing this uh you know this this meeting with me because um you know I as I've been saying for a very long time that this day was going to come and it came and it was glorious, and one Rashad Penny blew the um the uh, blew the, def- the defenses out of the water on sunday and i told you guys it was gonna happen it, it took a little took a little longer than i thought it was gonna be but it finally came and it's here and i don't see any reason for it to stop i feel so, like you I, I feel like you you're getting some uh just desserts is that is that what you're getting some just desserts <laughs> indeed <laughs> indeed <laughs> yes but, but i seem to remember we were promised what was it five straight 100 yard plus games yeah, four so, to go. So well, so so four to go. This is, I was, this is one. I was I was just a bit premature in my okay. um in my statement. That that's all that it was. And you know it happens. It happens. You know what I mean? You know. So yeah. But it's it's here. It started, and let's see what happens this weekend. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, he does. He does have a clear uh, clear path to carrying all like all the balls. Uh, he's the starting running back tonight, or this tonight. What I said tonight. tonight this weekend <laughs> with Alex Collins today going on the COVID list. Uh, no. We're, we're going to go back to the Houston game for uh, uh, in a minute, but what do we have now? We have 25 Rams that are on the COVID list. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Yep. And they're going to only get back maybe at best four or five. Is that accurate? Is it that many? God, maybe. I didn't realize it was that many. They've, yeah. they've changed the COVID rules to help people who are vaccinated <laughs> get, get back in, on, in involved, vaccinated and anti um, um, symptomatic. Asymptomatic, that's the word for it. Uh, they're, they're, they've condensed the timeline. So they're trying to help teams get more players back in. And I think I think for sure they're going to have Daryl Henderson back as long as he passes the final test because uh, he went on before the game this last weekend. So 
there's and him and another guy might be back, but most of them went on after the game against with the Seahawks, right? I'm the Seahawks. The um, they had 14 missing from Cardinals. the Cardinals game, and then this additional load came on, uh, testing positive after the game. Um, question for you guys, Solak. Let's start with you. Will you take a forfeit win? Sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> it might actually help the help our team right now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Rob English, I know you're against a forfeit win because Rashad Penny's got to score 100 yards. Yeah. Prediction to be true. Um, <laughs> it's tough to run for 100 yards when you don't when you don't play. I mean, if we had a if we had a forfeit if we had a forfeit win, then um, you know we just assumed that he would have had 100 yards. Oh. We'll go ahead and count that to the total. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Rich and Matt, would you guys take a forfeit win? What's that? Sorry, you, you cut Would out I a take bit. a forfeit win? I take all the wins. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. A W is a W it's, is a W. Especially with in this sad, sad, sad yeah. season. Yeah, you take a W anywhere you can find it. Well, let's take a look at how we played against Houston. Isn't there something to be said that uh, we're actually clicking on all cylinders here? And maybe it would... Uh, no. No? No. Nope. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> no, I didn't nope. finish my question. It, no, sure no, tell you me sit where there and, sit, and, 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 and don't even ask that question in, in how wrong it is to even bring it up. Of course, you are just sad, sad host of the show to even bring this question to the floor. They are two and 11. And only reason that their head coach hasn't gotten fired is he's not as dysfunctional as Urban Meyer. E. Two of our... Blowout, awesome wins. Are uh, the Seahawks back on track against the Jacksonville Jaguars and against the Houston Texans? Stop with this nonsense. This is a crappy team. It's been a crappy team all season. It's going to continue to be a crappy team. We're going to win, I don't know, six, maybe seven, seven wins, somewhere in there. Like, the, and, and two of them are going to be against the, like the two worst teams in football. Come on. Stop so it, being ridiculous. It's my job to ask questions, first of all. Well, make That's them it. good questions. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Look, I don't disagree with Rich, but there is still, I mean, I'm just saying there is still a, a, a very small glimpse of light at the end of the tunnel here. I mean, I know we're, I mean, look, we're, I know just because we're not mathematically out doesn't mean we necessarily have a chance, but we are, we, we share being one game out with a bunch of teams all of which we don't have a tiebreaker over so it's it's going to be a long it'd be a it'd be a a long shot but if you look at the schedule remaining i hope i'm not jumping the gun here but we have the rams uh uh, this weekend then we have not not in this particular order but we have what um we have chicago and and new york detroit Detroit, right chicago and detroit right and then we have arizona and and it, assuming Arizona it, at least just acts like they really want to be the number one seed, um, there's a good chance that they might mail that game in. So winning yeah, out the rest starters, of this, yeah. right? So so winning out the rest of the season is not a hundred percent out the door. Um, and you know if that were to happen, um, you know I mean who knows if if Carolina and Washington and and everybody else we need to lose might just might flounder. But it's a it's it's a long shot. But I'm holding out hope. I want it to be noted that the question that is a bad question, Matt Page actually wrote that question. 
I'm just trying to be a host, asking good questions. And you're okay. the host. That's like the driver in the car uh-huh. saying, "Oh, I just go where people tell me. I I don't have any say in anything where this car goes." Oh, so a bus driver shouldn't follow the route? Is that what you're saying? You're not a bus driver. I uh, no, I'm. A, you're I, the host of a show. I, you you I have some myself editorial like a, control. I think myself like, as a page can't reach across the SR no, interwebs I'm, and stop you from saying anything. I'm a pilot of the SR seventy one Blackboard. I'm moving too fast for you to even catch up. Okay, that's your problem. Is you're you're, you're some communist era missile trying to shoot me down? You ain't gonna do it. It ain't this gonna happen. That is your take about Dan McGuire being an NFL quarterback way back in the day. I was, or Kelly Stouffer. Come on. Hey, 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 like hey. Dan McGuire would have been a great quarterback for Denver because he was tall enough. <laughs> right? He was like six eleven. I think I think what Rich is saying is that you have a Hippocratic oath to make sure this show doesn't go sideways. I have a no, hypocritical hypocr- oath. Hypocr- hypocritical. I will say one thing one week and then deny it the next. He's, he's absolutely in spades got the hypocr- hypocritical oath going right. down. Okay, okay, okay. You know, you sound like my ex-girlfriends. Anyway, uh, the- <laughs> Davis Mills looked like an all-pro for much of the game. Why was, why was really our did. secondary having problems, Matt? What's that? Why was our secondary having problems? Why was our secondary having problems? I honestly don't know. This is a guy who was, what, a starter at Stanford for like 10 games, and then he got like a seventh-round draft or whatever from uh, by the Texans, the worst team in, in, in the uh, NFL. Our second-worst team, I guess. Um, and I I don't know. The kid the kid looks great. He looked on target. He they, they are, the, game, the play calling was – Really, really real poa planned. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I don't know why. So Cal, so Cal, uh, did you did you catch anything from our defense that might have been given this rookie quarterback uh, some measure? It, it, what what was the key to his success? Uh, and uh, what did we do in that second half to kind of turn that around? Oh yeah, no. I mean, it's it's exactly. I mean, I think it was par for the course. Uh, we've made just about every single quarterback we've gone against this year look great. Uh, whether they were, whether they were, <laughs> you know, really good or not, they've looked good against us. We give up all kinds of yards between the twenties, and then when we get to the you know, in the in the green or the red zone, however you want to call it, uh, we we tighten up and and we you know might give up some points early, but the second half we've been keeping people off the board. It's 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 been that way all season long. Um, you know, it, it was. Initially, I was thinking, okay, without Jamal Adams back there, maybe that was kind of a factor, but it really wasn't. The game went exactly how most of our games have gone this year. Um, you know, not a lot of teams have been scoring uh, a lot of points on us in the second half. We've just, we, we've clamped down um, in the red zone. We clamped down late in the game. Um, so I think that's just who we are. Um, I see us as just, just being a team that doesn't take a lot of chances uh, early in the game or between the 20s. And so, you know, we, we're just conservative in that way open question to everybody here. What happened? What happened as far as this entire season where we don't ever seem to get the time of possession, but somehow we have the fourth, I think it's fourth or fifth least. uh, uh, We've given up the fourth or fifth least points per game. How do we, how do we rationalize it? How do we synthesize that? That doesn't seem to make sense to me in all the years that I watch football. Yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, you would think, you know, with, I mean, we're, I think if for the season, aren't we like well below half 
uh, <laughs> the time of possession of our of our opponents. I, th- mm-hmm. I, I think I think we're well below half. So I mean, yeah, you would imagine that we would have we, we should be getting blown out in these games, you know. Um, the offense, uh, the offense has been has been stagnant. Um, you know, we came out came out strong against the Colts, and that was I thought it was going to be something brand new and beautiful, and it just didn't really you know turn into what we thought it was. Then Russell was gone. Um, the offense just hasn't been able to do what we need to do. The, the offensive line and the running game. Uh, Pete says it every week. If we can't run the ball, we can't run our offense. And we haven't been able to run the ball very much. Um, I think that has everything to do with it. Three and outs, you know, it's going to it's gonna kill you all the time. Regardless of our playoff opportunities, Russell looked better, didn't he? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I think he was playing without, you know, while still being hurt. I think he was... Uh, he was definitely playing through an injury last week and this week he looked or this this game he looked like he was able to you know control the ball better and and actually you know maintain it and make his passes better uh still wasn't 100% you could tell but he, I, I think i think what's happened is he came back like two games early and he shouldn't have really yeah i i totally agree you know you know that sound in in baseball when a really good hitter hits hits a ball perfectly on a wooden bat like it's it's like it's a different sound than when you and i hit a baseball on a wooden bat right yes or have you ever heard the sound of like a line drive whistling past your ear like it's it's like it's buzzing sound through the air like a really well hit ball yeah you have the same thing in football um when a really good puncher strikes uh you know a perfect punt it it sounds different yeah, I'll say this year, had, this year. I'm making a point here. This year, with Russell all the punts the that we've had to see, we've heard a lot of those. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um, anyway, <laughs> making a real point here. Russell had the zip on his ball. The ball was not this wounded duck, quasi kind of getting there. Like the snap was back. The like the like the tight wobble that you have on really well thrown balls was back. Like his body he could trust his body this last week, which I think obviously makes the difference between this being like a 16 to 13 win versus the, what was it? 30, 30, 33 to 30. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, like it takes it from a, like a close run win against the inferior team to a, a kind of, you know, a, a kind of blowout, right. We pulled away cause we're just better. And I mean, Russell can't do Russell things, whether we're cooking or whether he's handing the ball off and then, making plays with his feet and doing play action bombs. Right. Right. All the things that Russell does well, his body has to be right. He, he, his strength. Like if you ask, well, what's Russell Wilson's strength? Why is he so great? It's his physical, he's a physical, he's a very physical person. He's not going to, he's not one that's going to sit there and and pick you apart really with um, his intellect. He's not a Joe, a Joe Montana as it were. Right. Really? Yeah, really? You're saying he doesn't make he doesn't make the right calls. I mean, that's that's a. I'm saying that like Joe Montana made more of the right calls for longer in his career, and uh, Joe is not a physical specimen that can make a physical play to beat you. Boy, Historically, st- Russell there. Russell can like be surrounded by like six guys, and we all have the expectation that he might just get away. Joe gets surrounded by six guys in the pocket. He's going down like a sack of potatoes. 
I think we, there there uh. is that expectation <laughs> and belief that Russell could adapt and become that player later on in his career as the physical tools, as he slows down, you know, uh, like, you, you know, can. make that adjustment. The, but the truly great ones can. And I don't know if he will. I, he's, I he think has he's, all the potential. Yeah, I think what it is is this was his first human moment. It was first, you know, well, oh, crap, I'm hurt. And, you know, I'm not playing at 100%. This is the first time he's really experienced that. And I don't think he was quite ready for it. I think maybe he'll learn a lot from this experience and, and, and you know, improve going forward. Rob, I, oh. I feel like you got something to say because I, I, Rich is taking the guy with, a little antsy there. He's taking the guy with a hundred and three quarterback career rating and saying, "No, nah, he's not up there." Yeah, I mean, it, I, I got to play devil's advocate a little bit here, and, and actually, it's funny because I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree and disagree with Rich at the same time, um, <laughs> <laughs> only because you sound only like because, Abe. You sound exactly <laughs> like Abe. <laughs> only only because of this, because you know earlier in the show, you know, Rich pointed out that the great game that we put up on Sunday against Houston was nothing to write home about because it was against Houston. And so, so I'm going to go ahead and, and use his own logic against him and say, well, Russell Wilson's great day um, was because he was going up against uh, a Houston team that was that no one has been scared of for, you know, what will be in uh, 15 weeks now. So, um, uh, you know, it's it, it, the, there was no pass rush. Russell wasn't sacked once. Um, and that secondary has nobody scary in it, to my recollection. Um, and that's what it looked like. Russell Wilson out there, you know, picking apart a defense that had no answer for him. Um, so the, going against Jalen Ramsey, I think that might be a little bit of a different story, but I'm holding out hope that it will, that, he, you know, the, the performance will, will hold up to, to last weekend's. But um, yeah, Rich, I'm not trying to pick on you tonight, man. I just, you know, you're just, you're just, you're giving me what you're, you're feeding me what I need. You know, <laughs> making pick, yourself I'll, a target. I'll, I'll pick on Rich. <laughs> That's my point though. 150. Did, hang on, hang on. I, I let you yak on and be wrong for a couple minutes. Blah, blah, now, blah. Here blah. we go. Here we go. Uh, you have a point? Uh, no, I'm giving someone else a chance to talk because we haven't heard from the soul man, Brian Solak. Uh, because 150, quiet, about he's almost at 150 career wins, Solak. Is he just a mediocre guy like uh, Rich is saying? And just, here, here's no, these wins. No, he's one of the freaking top five quarterbacks in the NFL right now, and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame right, whenever. I don't know what their eligibility is once they retire. The guy's, the guy's a yes. player. I mean, he's Russ. And, and he, so is that just talent and it has nothing to do with his ability to read the defense? He's, he's, uh, that's a good question, but I <laughs> that's mean, what Rich the guy, is positive. That's the guy what knows what saying. he's doing. He's a talented player. What, and, and he, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the right words to say here, but uh, if it's about Rich, like jerk or you're wrong. Or... <laughs> oh, I, I have to step in here and defend <laughs> Rich for the moment. He was, he was comparing <sighs> Russell to the greatest quarterback ever. Okay. So that's, that, that's not a fair real comparison. Joe Montana really. is the greatest quarterback ever. I Unquestioned. No. What? 100%. Okay. Let's not no. go down this. Uh, Matt, you did say something important though. Yeah. Rich, you're throwing up a comparison for a guy who played in a different era. You, all you can do is throw different era, you know, different, you know, you know I, I think that he wasn't the best the of his era. Okay. Super Bowl game on the line, mm -hmm. two minutes to go. Seahawks have the ball. Russell's the quarterback. How how is that team getting down the field? Like regardless of who the receivers are, the running backs are. At some point, Russell is going to have to make a physical play. 
not a play where he fakes out a, a, a safety with his brain because he'd been playing games with the safety all day and he's finally cashing in that chip of making the same fake over and over and over again where he looks him off one way, looks him off the other way, and then beats him like with a mind game, right? That's Joe Montana to the nth degree where he mm. throws the ball to uh, Jerry Rice, the greatest receiver of all time. Nope. To his running mate who he basically mind bended the safety out of the way. So um, Taylor is open on that slant. Okay. Joe yeah. Montana. I, I remember it was like the seminal moment in my life where I discovered I loved football. I'm watching the Bengals kick the Niners butts for a long part of that game. And finally Montana puts everything together on that drive, basically with his brain and his super weak arm. Okay. Russell, if he's going to win a Super Bowl, is going to make a play like he did in the one we lost to the Patriots, where he throws a bomb down the sideline to his physical receiver to go to go get it, right? Or he's going to make a scramble, or he's going to keep a play alive. He's he is a physical player, and he and he is physically right. He is an incredibly gifted player, and yes, he can read a defense, but he's not great at it. Well, he's what, not how, always finding the open guy. How, how much of that, though, is just by the virtue of the situation that he's in, right? Like, if, if, you, if you put Russell Wilson behind Tom Brady's uh, New England um, the offensive line and give, give him 30 minutes in the pocket and see what he can do <laughs> to, uh, you know, to yeah. pick a part no, of the you're defense, right. you know? You're right. Yeah, so I I don't know that Russell maybe doesn't have the ability. I I think he he likely does. I think we've seen Russell put some. I mean, he's he's tossed some dimes when he's had time in the pocket. Yeah. It's just those times are those times are few and far between. But I get what you're saying, Rich. He he does make his his bread and butter. His money maker is his is his legs and his ability to just do magic in the pocket. You know. Well, and and like he can throw a long ball like nobody else I have ever seen in my entire life in, in watching NFL for thirty years. I've never seen. Another player able to drop a just drop an absolutely perfect thrown deep ball. And my dad, I mean, my dad's been watching football on me every single time Russell does it. He's like, I don't know how he does it. I just don't understand how he does it. And I mean, I kind of wish that Russell could just throw long bombs all day because I mean, he's so, so good at it. But well, they've been um, trying, I mean, obviously, he tries to some games. <laughs> what? Thir- yeah, so third- that, that he tries to. So every third, yeah. he tries every to do nothing one. with the long bomb. Every and that's third and one is detriment. Yeah, they're going to throw long. Uh, no, I mean, revisionist history, Rich, you're the master of it. Um, because I, I, no, you live for football. I get it. It's, it, it's what you, it's what you like. I mean, it's what you're into. I mean, you, you're lo- you love God, you love your kids, you love your wife, but you live for football. I get it. You're a great guy. You snuggle. I've seen you snuggle your, uh, your, your Dave Craig, uh, plush doll. I get it. Wow, too much information there. Kurt Warner onesie. Here's what you're missing, by the way, on that catch, the catch, the seminal moment of the of '80s football, right? The catch to John Taylor. There were six or seven runs to Roger Craig on that drive. Those um, were not. It wasn't was John catch. Taylor. It was Clark. It was. Nice Clark. What? It doesn't matter. What I'm saying. The drive is, was Taylor. The, the drive. The drive was Roger. Uh, no, the drive was. Uh, Hang on. The drive what was I'm, Taylor. The hang catch on, on. was Clark. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah. You're not listening. I'm saying on that drive, not the drive, on that drive to get to the end zone, that was Roger Craig getting him down the field. That was not Montana. Okay. Um, swing, passes, a- swing passes. Rice. Swing passes. Swing passes is not hard. Swing passes is not hard. You know, and then Roger Craig got them down there so they could 
scored the touchdown. I'm like, ahead, Are so- you trying to say he's no better than Tebow? No, what I'm trying to say is there's this revisionist history that Rich is trying to set up, saying that he's this he's this weak noodled armed that uh, uh, is is the br- brainiac, and I I'm not Montana saying Montana was weak armed at that point. He's he, not, he not a great. He did not have anywhere near the the arm that Russell Wilson does. He didn't have different anywhere era. near the physical tools. I Completely wanna, different era. I just want to say that by today's standards, Dwight Clark didn't catch that ball. <laughs> did he not have a, a football? He didn't move? have full control over in, a, in a football move before he spiked it. He caught it and spiked I'm, it immediately. That should have been an incomplete I'm, pass. I'm still, you know, I think I'm spiking st- it's a football move. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, and and touché, I still, touché, Rich. <laughs> to this day, I I don't understand what a catch is. They redefine it every year, okay, guys, every game, pretty just, much. Just really quickly, a catch should be: you have possession, and two feet hit the ground. Done. End of the story. Or if it's in the end zone, yes. No, oh, I don't know about all that. You wouldn't. I don't know, Rich. You don't believe that. You don't sure really do. believe that. Nah, not not, right. if it was, not if it was for the other team. If it was for the Des other team, you're Bryant, like, no, no, no I, he didn't really. Like, I Did Des Bryant catch that ball? That's the real question. No, I mean, like, it's just a matter of like. Let's you know which one I'm talking about. Like, do every sport laughs at football for not being able to define clearly and cleanly what a catch is. Like it's it'd be like baseball saying, "Well, was that really a home run? It didn't go 345 feet. It only went 315 feet and barely sneaked over the wall. It's not really a home run. It's stupid." Two feet down, possession of the ball. End of story. No football moves. No nothing else. Just that's what it is. I've lost control of this. But hey, yes, remember Rashad Penny? Uh, <laughs> he had a, he had a great game. <laughs> awesome, Rob, dude. I get it. Finally, he was awesome. <laughs> okay anyway let's get back on track and talk about the seahawks and uh rich has made it very clear he thinks that russell wilson just is not john joe montana Montana. correct got it okay absolutely not joe montana i will accept that because uh his name his legal name is not joe montana rich rich hates russell wilson we all know it now so okay now we all understand all right you know what i was going to try to get off this topic no i'm I'm going to stay on this topic he doesn't get to paul scancy so i hate him rich i'm trying to give you the spotlight uh at least let me give it to you so you don't just, all right at least let me give it to you so you don't steal it away like you have been for the most of the show okay do you trade russell wilson maybe oh Ugh. come on you've no, had no, a definitive listen. clear opinion this entire show oh and you're gonna um, give us okay maybe. for sure i'm gonna trade russell wilson no matter what for a seventh round draft pick absolutely sure let's do it uh horseshit. No. So the answer, so your answer is yes for the right deal. Period. The answer is yes. It depends. Yes, it for the right deal. Yes. Does he like? Does he really want to be here? Then you keep him. If he has kind of one foot out the door because he wants to go to New York or L.A. or someplace else. I mean, it's it's hard. It's you don't you don't win by trading away Hall of Fame caliber players. Right. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's dumb. That's stupid. And, and it's certainly not. I mean, let's be honest. The best player this franchise has ever had. How dare you shame Dave Craig? I mean, the only one that's even close is Cortez Kennedy, in my opinion. I, I mean, like, I can't or Largent. <laughs> no, I mean, like. You just flat know. out miss the guy who set all the NFL records for receiving. Yeah, I, I think that I think that a quarterback oh, Tez is a good choice. It's just more important and more valuable 
um, in, in every era of the NFL, no, no matter like across eras. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Hang on. Guy catching balls is always is always important too. Hang on. I gotta, no, no, I mean it, I, it, it I, is okay. But but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. Like, what are you gonna get, right, for Wilson that actually makes it worthwhile? And is Wilson like the other question? Which I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the front office. This is a this is a decision for other people. But is is Wilson? a good player, right? Is he, is he a good team player? Is he actually going to be continue to be the cornerstone for the next five to eight years, whatever it is. Right. Or, you know, is there a problem there? Right. guess we'll have to ask. Uh, is, there, is it a Percy Hart? I mean, like, is it going to become Percy? I mean, Percy Harvin's like over way over the top, but like, we've seen it where, where certain players just, they don't, they don't want to be there anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, just it, to- the time's come to, to move on. And if it is, then, then yeah, you trade him. As far as whether, uh, the, the as far right, as whether Russell right Wilson, value. as far as whether West, Russell Wilson's a good good guy or not, I guess we'll have to ask Golden T, right? Anyway, uh, <laughs> Brian Solak, yes. Question for you: We've got wow. We've Z- got what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler Lockett, Alex Collins on the COVID list. Are you are you at all concerned that uh, without without our number one running back and I'm sorry, Rashad Penny is obviously the number one running back. If you obviously. ask Rob English, um, but you know, no Collins, no Lockett. What's that do to our chances against the Rams? Uh, uh, it's going to be a close football game if they're truly missing twenty plus players. But we got to add in Metcalf met, missed two practices this week. He's hurt. Um, Swain is hurt. Eskridge has missed practices this week. I mean, we got a lot of missing pieces. So I. I as of last Sunday, I had positivity going into the next game, and but right now I don't. I don't know. It's we may. It's going to be tough to pull this game out unless we get a forfeit win, probably. But bef- let me. I want to finish up here, Mister English. Uh, may I have permission to jump on Penny's bandwagon with you? <laughs> oh no, there's plenty of room on the bandwagon. I'm I've been I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been saving a spot for you guys. Despite despite the disrespect I've been getting, you know, uh, about this whole thing from you guys. I am I I forgive you of your misdeeds and <laughs> and there is there is space um on the bench and and please join me because we're going great places. So yes, okay. join me. Uh you know, we're serving hot cocoa and everything. So come on over. <laughs> nice. Do they have I'm, little marshmallows? I'm jumping aboard. Of course the they have the marshmallows. <laughs> oh, okay, good. All right. Yeah. But I'm in. Uh my 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 main concern heading into this next week's game is is Penny ready to carry the load because yeah. It's not it's not a matter of him pl- starting like he did and did brilliantly this last week. Um, but without Collins there, does a change of pace? Uh, you know, whole Homer's been hurt, banged up. Dallas has been banged up. Uh, you know, we're missing our number one wide out. Our number two wide outs banged up and hurt our number three wide outs banged up and hurt. Yeah. I mean, what's left on that, on that offense, he's going to have to carry. I mean, he's going to have to help put the team on the, on his back and, and, and really carry the load. Can there's, there's only 1700 yards of uh, receiving and 13 touchdowns. that's likely to be missing. Yeah, only Those two are down. Yeah, miracles anyone, happen though, Rich. You know that. Does, does anyone know what the yardage total of our number three receiver is yet? I mean, at this this point in the season, Freddie Swain. Yeah, it's not that much. 
It's Swain's under got 300. Three, yeah. It's under 300 receiving yards. It's by Gerald uh, Everett. Oh, oh, Everett's got 300. Oh. What about Swain? Uh, Swain is at like 219. Oh, 219. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and then, and then he didn't, and he didn't play in, in today's practice. Yeah. And, and Penny only has 215 and most of that came last week but he's been hurt but yeah he's he, hasn't, gonna... he hasn't played but, oh, but like yeah. like just to my point i mean like that's are you kidding me like who can like the the amount of yardage that's gonna be probably missing is astounding yeah but it's the next man up mentality right i think uh i think what really really comes into play is is going to be first down penalties First down penalties is what it is. It, when we end up behind the sticks, when we can't get out of our own way, that's what really does us in. So, you know, uh, and, and that and and we're playing behind the sticks all game long. That takes away the opportunity to even run the ball. You know, a lot of the time we, we, we get on our running game for not being, um, you know, for not being effective. But a lot of the time it's situational. When, we, when you are behind the sticks, you just can't run the ball. You know, you, the only time you end up running the ball is when it's third and 17 and you, you run the draw real quick so you can have some more room to punt it. You know, uh, it, 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 that's been a, the case a lot of times, you know, but when we can, you know, run the ball on first down without getting a holding penalty, you know, and it's second and four or second and six, you know, we got some options there on second down. We can we can run the play action. We can, you know, we can we can do a lot of things, but we're always behind the sticks. And I think that plays a lot into why the, uh, the running game is um ineffective so uh that starts really i think with seattle just getting out of their own way getting their head in it mm-hmm. and um you know and and just you know and playing football playing sound football yep hey yeah, uh, rob think- i or abe i'm sorry is it okay if i just jump in i have a, a question a couple questions on scheme with rob um if that's all right on offense mm-hmm. so like what I what I've never understood is like Russell Russell seems to be a quarterback that that thrives on getting into the game and getting a couple of quick wins and I just don't understand why scheme wise the Seahawks don't ever seem to you know do a couple of quick throws to the tight end maybe a tight end drag with a rollout or something like that you know easy easy throw and if it's not open then he's got the you know he can just run it like just run it to the sideline and pick up four or five or six you know easy yards with his feet and get into the game that way. Like, I just don't understand why the Seahawks insist on always trying to just pound off tackle on first down into the teeth of the defense. Like I get it. Like you want to establish the run, but like statistically throwing on first and running on second actually makes better sense. A lot of the time. Before you respond, Rob, I got to ask the guys, is this the first time Rich has listened to this show? (laughs) We're always complaining about this. (laughs) (laughs) Our number, our number one gripe, right? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, one no. of those passing passing plays is against uh, um, Pete Carroll's religion. Sorry, honestly, yeah, no, not. I mean, like he, but Pete Carroll threw the ball on first down like a reasonable amount. I mean, he's always been a running guy, but like I remember watching um, when he was in New York, right? Um, he he ran the ball or a, a fair amount. I mean, uh, who yeah, like Martin, right? Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin, but My like, favorite Martin. but they throw, they throw a fair amount on first down um, and then have Martin pound into the, into the, like the nickel defense quite a bit. And in USC, he ran um, a lot on first down, but he also threw a ton but, on but, first down. But your question, so your like, question to Rob is where's the short passing game? Well, yeah. And, and I mean, also like, wh- what about the intermediate passing game? Like, it seems like we're either throwing deep or we're throwing short, but where's no, like, 
10 yard ends, 15 yard curls. Yeah. It's always the, it's always that quick slant that, that has been very ugly as of recent, um, you know, or he, or he's gonna, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna look around. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna uh, drop back and then he's gonna look down. He's gonna bring his head down, look over both shoulders and see if he's got some room. He's gonna slide one way or the other. He's gonna look for that crossing route to Tyler, uh, you know, deep down the field, you know, that, yeah, you're right. It is, it is, you know, um, it's, it's, it's long or it's short. Um, <clears throat> you know, I wonder the same thing. And, and, and as far as scheme goes, you know, it, it, it to your point, there's that missing intermediate pass, but how come we can't run the screen like everyone else does against us? Yes. Like it, it blows my mind. The only screen that we're even willing to try is the wide receiver bubble. And, and it gets blown up every single time <laughs> we run that bubble and, and whoever catches it is either going to get tackled for a loss or, or, you know, maybe might get back to the line of scrimmage. And, and like, why can't we, why can't we run the screen with our running back? Get, get a Homer into space, get, get, I mean, anybody get, get Chris Carson into space, somebody in the space out there with a, with a, um, you know, with a convoy in front of him, you know, and, and see if he can break a tackle and gain, you know, six, seven, eight, nine yards, you know, like, like people do to us all the time. But I, I, I don't know. I honestly, I wish I had a better answer for you, Rich. I do not know why, except for that Pete Carroll is, I think just traditional in that respect. He wants to run the ball. He wants, he still wants that, that beast mode running game. And, and it's every once in a while we have a game like last Sunday. And I think that only stands to, to perpetuate the issue. Having a good game like last weekend perpetuates this issue where Pete just won't stop running the ball. You know, if we had a whole season where we just couldn't run, he might be like, okay, let's try something different. But every once in a while we break through and somebody has an ama amazing day. And he's like, see, this is what I'm trying to do. This is our style. This is Seahawk football. And then we're stuck in this, in this pattern. So I don't know. It's a, it's a blessing and a curse, I suppose. Pete Carroll, former, former college, successful college coach. Uh, there's also another successful former college coach who likes to go around kicking place kickers. Uh, that's right. Urban Meyer got fired for kicking his place, kiss, place kicker, uh, yelling at his DBs and all sorts of other nefarious uh, 